Boba Fett. All right. Chapter three, Book of Boba Fett. Um, Streets of Moss Espa. Oh, it's got a name. Yep. Okay. The Streets of Moss Espa. Let's just get it out of the way. Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo. That was an exciting little uh, nugget. I'm more, I'm more excited about Stephen Root. Oh, yes. We did Steven get Stephen Root. Jimmy James himself. Yeah, we got a, uh, yep. Um, yeah, Milton. Milton from The Office. Yeah. He was in uh, Barry, the yeah. Bill Hader show, like most recently. I think he won like a Emmy for supporting actor. I love how he's like the Nestle CEO of Moss Espa. Yeah. Just hoarding all the <laughs> <really> water. Is. <laughs> Um, but he's been all over the place. That <clears throat> no, it's a fun cameo. Stephen Root, like I've the the television sitcom News Radio had a very uh, big impact on me as an adolescent. Like I formed most of my humor around News Radio and Seinfeld. You love News Radio. I love News Radio. Like my personality is pretty much formed around Dave Foley's character in News Radio. He's the main character. Correct? He's like the straight man to yeah. everyone else's insanity. Yeah. And it is a phenomenal show. It's before Andy Dick like went completely off the rails and before Joe Rogan, Rogan. turned into a buffoon. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the video of him, by the way, recently? No, which one? The one where he was like, Yeah, the vaccine's causing myocarditis in kids. And oh, his yeah! guest his guest was like um, I don't think that's true. He's like, I don't think that's true. I think it's more common to get for a child to get myocarditis from COVID than actually the vaccine. And then he's like, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And, and so, had, like, Jamie, had, Jamie, Jamie pull up. it up. <laughs> yep. And sure enough. And then, but then as soon as he's proven wrong, like, just horribly wrong, like, yeah, you have, like, way more. If you're a child and you get COVID, you have a way higher chance of getting myocarditis from COVID than you do the vaccine. He was like, yeah, but what do we even believe anymore these days? It's you know? like, it's uh, it's textbook. Like, as soon as he was proven wrong, he's like, yeah, but what do we know about the source? Like, I don't know. I don't know about the source. A peer-reviewed study? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. But, you know, but you'll take ivermectin off of some fucking guy who just, like, threw a bunch of fucking ivermectin. Yeah. Like, that could kill a fucking horse, the yeah, amount yeah. that they threw on it. Like, oh, look, it killed the fucking COVID. I've, it's also, like, I've also been seeing uh, people talk about how he's he's getting a bigger gut from taking too much uh uh like human growth hormone <laughs> like his gut is getting Does like he take bigger. hgh i think so like openly says he takes I it i think so what what would the why would he do that because he wants to build muscle and all that stuff but it's That's given not him a like, very natural way to live it's given him a huge gut and then like someone pointed it out or he read something on his podcast about it and he was like no i just had a lot of spaghetti the night before <laughs> like he was blaming his big gut on eating a bunch of spaghetti you know the thing that i could always say for joe we're gonna at least that what i thought was like i was like he's a curious dude and he likes asking questions and stuff. And like when he had Ben Shapiro on, like Ben Shapiro said some shit and he was like, no, he I pushed him on a. Yeah. yeah, he was like, no, fuck that. And he made Dave Rubin look like a fucking idiot. Yeah. When he had him on. And so like say what you want about the guests that he brings on. But I always kind of thought at least he would like push back on things. But like the fact that he got called out on his bullshit there and he couldn't just be like take the L. But that's what like I feel like. Like, I used to listen to his podcast every once in a while. Depending on the guest, when. I'd throw it on. Yeah. But like he used to have on like more well-rounded guests like he'd have on like your Ben Shapiro's but then he'd have on somebody that could like 
provide evidence why Ben Shapiro's a fucking idiot. Well, maybe and he still he has his guests on. I just don't pay attention to who he has on. It anymore. doesn't seem like it. Like, for the most part, whenever I go and look at the guest list, it's all just like mainly right wing people. It's crazy. Is and then, that like, just Jim because Gaffigan. he's become a bit toxic for. I don't know. The same thing happened to Corolla with his podcast. Like, yeah. He used to have on like kind of a rotating guest list and then it got more and more kind of like i mean we're we're like a couple years away f- removed from him endorsing bernie so no, I, know, I, know. I mean i don't know i always just kind of thought he was at least like open-minded but like when i see him get called out it on seems something like his that mind's he, gotten slightly less opened it's, yeah i mean if you see that peer-reviewed study it's just like dude like your your whole thing is you're supposed to want to hear everything yeah, yeah, yeah. that's your whole shtick and if you're just going to, like, double down on, like, well, what do we even know about it? It's like, yeah, then shut, just, okay, then either just way, fucking, just sell out already. Either way. Completely he, just go full fucking nine yards sell out. Either way, he's hilarious on news radio. Okay. It's a great show. Great yeah, show. Yeah. So I was anybody, happy to see yeah. Stephen Root on Book of Boba Fett. You know what's a really good strategy for podcasts? Huh. If somebody's, like, happens, new listener happens to click on our podcast, insulting Joe Rogan. <laughs> Right off the jump. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's that'll bring him yeah. in. That'll bring him in. Ah, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> so what did you think of the episode? <laughs> um, <laughs> it was all right. Yeah. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. Um, you know, I made fun of the Vespa thing. Uh, yeah. Now, first of all, let me just state this. And I said this in my comment on there. I have not even gone into the comments. I muted that fucking thing as soon as it was obvious. You're talking about your tweet that took off? Yeah. And I muted the comments on it because I just, you know, I, I read a couple and I was like, oh, fuck that. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, what, am I supposed to be a corporate chill for Disney? It's like, no, but <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up. But like, um, so I muted the comments. So I didn't go in there. But my first comment, the one time I responded to somebody on there, I was just kind of like, yeah, I don't even like the fucking Vespas. Yeah. I did not like the Vespas. I thought it was kind of stupid. I thought it looked shitty. Yeah. Honestly, I mean, I can understand. I think they're kind of paying homage to George Lucas and like kind of the whole yeah. uh, American Graffiti 50s greaser type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we saw like, you know, people, I saw a lot of screenshots of like Bill Organa Speeder in Revenge of the Sith. Like, yeah, it kind of looks like a fucking old muscle car, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? So there's precedent there for us. I just didn't like the aesthetic of it. I'm sorry. No, I don't. I just, I didn't. It felt out of place. Yes. It, it took me out of the episode. Yes, it did. That being said, I just, if you're going to lob criticism about it, just for fuck's sake, do something more than just like a screenshot of it. It's like, this isn't Star Wars. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. What is Star Wars then? Yeah. You're, you're dealing with a fucking fictional universe they, well, they ate in a fucking diner in Attack of the Clones. This isn't... It, run by a four-armed <laughs> fucking Besselist. <laughs> like, what, what, like, what is Star Wars then? Yeah. What is Star well, Wars then? I've, you tell me, buddy. We've you talked know? about it plenty of times. This isn't like we're getting three movies every 15 years anymore. They're churning out shows now. So, like, not everything's going to be a home run. Yeah. So, it's like, I can't fault them for, like, trying something new and then, like, maybe missing a little bit. Like, who cares? No, I mean, there's I still, another episode yeah. next week. Who gives a shit? Yeah. And the thing is, like, anything that I've taken just umbrage with, you know, I didn't like the Vespas, but I'm not going to whine about it. Yeah. 
So you didn't like the Vespas. There's things that I liked in this episode. There's things to like in each episode, and there's things that I didn't like in each there's episode. There's plenty so of times you're not going to like something. It doesn't mean it like yeah. takes everything I don't away know. from I just, it. I think we've mentioned this recently. Like The older I get, I'm just too tired to hate yeah, everything, Yeah, that's man. exactly I just, right. I don't want to hate everything. I've said mul- I want to find joy in things. I've said multiple times this week, like if I had watched this episode as a fuck even like a 24 year old yeah i might be like oh this is this is not i could see myself it's our old perkins complaining yes exactly but the thing is and we mentioned this in the last episode those were legitimately bad things so i'm also like maybe i wouldn't maybe i would complain but i'd still enjoy it yeah but like you know i i distinctly remember superman returns being one that we just harped on It was a terrible movie. Well, that it was a, awful. That had a seaplane in it. It so did. That, <laughs> yeah. Or X-Men 3 or spider They're not good movies. No. So, like, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, maybe we wouldn't. Because I remember I liked, like, the first Spider-Man Sam Raimi movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I watch it, and I'm like, this is corny. But the, the, the you know, fact, like. No, the thing about the, like, Vespa Street Tough gang uh, it just it felt out of place, and that's the thing that I would have taken issue it felt with back like, then. It felt like a cyberpunk type thing, yes, like a futuristic like. But also the whole the whole point of Tatooine. I saw someone else point this out. Like, it's it's meant to be dull because everything has been sandblasted. Yeah. So it's like you're not supposed to see pops of color because anything that's left outside just gets all color removed yeah. from it from and being think, sandblasted yeah. so that's the thing that made me like that kind of is why it feels out of place yeah it feels and if you were on shiny to be like yeah on tatooine i mean if you're on coruscant or you're on Corellia or any of these places we've been where there's like a you know where it's like a inner rim like dense populated and you saw those just driving around you probably be like oh whatever oh, yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. even like I bat an eye I would I not mean, give it a second thought we were watching through the Clone Wars what we normally do and we've seen so much fucking shit in there that's just like oh that's different yeah. that's different you know like we just got done watching an episode a week ago with a fucking cab driver right yeah. and he was like hey what's going on buddy you You're know like one of those clone bars <laughs> yeah <laughs> so I, I just hate the argument this isn't Star Wars yeah or, or this is just this is just more proof that Disney doesn't give a shit about Star Wars and this. And that's like, you're not making an argument for anything. Yeah. You're just fucking complaining. Well, and it's so funny because every single generation has these complaints. And then, like, once the younger generation grows up, they're like, oh, all those things that you hated about this, those are the things that I love about it. Yeah. Like, we're seeing it now with, like, people that were raised on because when the prequels came out all the people that were raised on the original oh. trilogy fucking hated them yeah but now we've reached a point where everybody that was raised on the prequels like absolutely adores the prequels and hates the sequel trilogy and i'm sure 15 years from now there'll be a group of brand new group of kids who adore yeah. the sequel trilogy and will hate everything else well i mean like george lucas even said himself like he's like i don't want to make these anymore because no matter what i do I enrage people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like, the people who grew up in the sequel trilogy hated the prequel trilogy. Yeah. And honestly, like, uh, I'm in, like, a weird area where I didn't grow up on the original trilogy, but that's all there was when I was a kid. But right around, you know, then the prequel trilogy came out. So I kind of, like, experienced the original trilogy after they've already been out for 10, 15 years. And then the prequel trilogy came out and I got to see those in theaters as I was kind of like coming of age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, like, 
when I I loved the prequel trilogy in theaters. Uh, I had a moment with them where rewatching, where I was just kind of like, "Ah, oh, that's stupid. That's stupid." But they've aged very gracefully for me. Well, I enjoy them quite a bit, and I kind of appreciate the. Uh, there's some subtle nuances in there that I really enjoy. Yeah, like, and I was still. I think I was like in eighth grade when Phantom Menace came out. So like, I saw each one of them in the theaters, and I was a huge Star Wars fan at that point. So yeah. like. I loved them in the theaters and it wasn't only it wasn't until like afterwards once they came out on DVD and I like grew a little bit more cynical. Yeah, I never hated them, but no. rewatching them, I could like definitely see the holes. I could see where people's criticisms were valid. Yeah, but I never went into the camp of like despising the yeah. prequels. And I think one thing with Star Wars for me is I've never been a hate watcher. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of another thing that I take. I get annoyed with. It's like if you really fucking hate it, don't fucking watch it. It's really not that hard. There's plenty of other content. Like if I saw a show and I, I've done it before, like, and I, I'm sure this is a good show, but I watched the first two episodes. I was a big Breaking Bad fan. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first two episodes of Better Call Saul and I was like, that's entertaining, but it just doesn't do much for me. Yeah. I never watched an episode again. Yeah. And I don't think about it. Um, I'm sure maybe it got good and maybe I'm missing out. But I was just like, this, I don't know, something's just off. I don't yeah. like it. It's not that hard to not watch something. And then people, like, I see comments like, well, how are we supposed to, you know, be a, you know, discuss these things and blah, blah, blah. It's just, well, the other thing that, like. Watch something else. The other thing that I've kind of learned from is watching the entire Clone Wars series. Because, like, when I first started watching Clone Wars, the first few episodes are hard to get through. And then, yeah. like, I just kept hearing, like, oh, if you stick with it, it gets better. Throughout the entire series, there are hits and there are misses along the way. Yeah. And if you just concentrate on the misses, you're going to drive yourself nuts. Yeah. So it's much easier to just be like, you know what? I kind of liked it, but this one didn't land. And maybe there'll be a better one next time or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny to look at our review of <laughs> the uh, Bardon, the disappeared uh, two-parter yeah yeah and where we compare that to like bombad jedi yeah, yeah of just like how far we now granted jar jar was like really in your fucking face and that but you know as you just if you give it a chance and you yeah. just kind of say okay i'm gonna you know i'm gonna give you know a new jar jar episode fuck i'm not gonna hate it right away i'm just gonna watch it with an open mind eh, it's not so bad yeah it's not so bad um but we're kind of talking about clone wars but my whole point is just i don't understand hate watching and I don't understand, like, just stupid criticism. Yeah. It's like, oh, so you didn't like the aesthetic of it? Neither did I. But, but you know what? plenty in this episode to like. Yeah. You don't let one thing ruin it for you. No, there was some interesting stuff yeah. in there. I like the idea. It, like, I like how they're building stuff out with uh, the torture bot kind of explaining the background yeah. with Bib Fortuna like not being a strong leader so he yeah. depended on these like crime syndicates yeah and the way that he's kind of outlined oh, yeah. like okay the Trandoshans have the city center Aqualif and we saw that the when they went workers. through the city center I remember yep. we had talked about like there's a lot of Trandoshans yeah. watching him walk through here yep because that's their hood yep they're street toughs in the Aqualish of the workers district <laughs> that's gonna be a party there man <laughs> yeah. I love Aqualish it's gonna be some great Great dive bars there. I always, I never knew that those were tusks, though. They are? Yes. Oh, I thought they were big, like, air sacks. Yeah. That's what, I, no, they're tusks. Oh. They're tusks. And I was just like, man, they could crack a walnut with those things. 
<laughs> but yeah, those are tusks. I could but not then, believe it. In our last episode, we talked about two people going crazy about like how Moss Espa, Moss Espa it isn't matching up with it. Phantom Menace. And they say the Clatoonians or whatever their names are. Have the upper level spaceport. The, the starport and the upper sprawl. So yes. there you go. There you go. They were in the upper sprawl. Yeah. And not to mention, this is 30 years after. Yeah. It probably grew. Yeah. You know? It. And also, like, I just love the idea, like, if people think, well, there wasn't all that there then. Okay, one, it could have grown. Yeah. Two, let's take a look at the Phantom Menace as a whole. All the time they spend in Moss Espa. So you see him in this one couple areas. And then the final scene in Moss Espa is a giant pod race in a massive arena. Yeah. Like, well, also, there must have been 50,000 spectators there. I think we've made the point, too. When it's they not were, a small city. When they landed in Mos Espa, they were trying to keep a low profile. So it yes. probably wouldn't behoove them to go to the city center. They parked in the outskirts. Yeah. I, you know, um, I would say sometimes I get, I don't know, in the Mos Espa scenes that we've been getting, it feels to me, and I don't know if you've noticed this too, to me it feels slightly empty sometimes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It feels even like, you know, when it's uh, so I don't know if it's just the area of Moss Espen they're in, but it just feels it empty. F- it feels like a back lot. Yeah. Like at a movie studio that they built out a couple of like buildings. Yeah. Like it feels like that. Whereas like in Phantom Menace, it felt a lot more busy. Yeah. Now, maybe in like the upper sprawl, it's a more densely populated well, area. But I will say like during the chase scene at the end of this episode. Yeah. It does feel more like filled out it's like slightly it's the smaller episode the smaller uh interactions yeah where like boba fett's going to do something in mas espa that it does seem a little like vacant yeah it feels like saint paul to me yeah at times Uh, downtown saint paul you go downtown saint paul at night on a weekend and you're just there yeah or even on the weekends yeah you know and like there's the sanctuary there so you have like a really busy bar but outside it's just kind of quiet that's what St. Paul's like to me. You like go to Lower Town, you go to the Bulldog, it's packed. But you, as soon as you step outside, you're like, where the fuck is everybody? Even downtown Minneapolis is like that. Yeah, Minneapolis compared, has pockets. Compared to yeah. like Chicago or oh, yeah. New York. Yeah. Like there's nobody yeah. around. Minneapolis has like pockets. You yeah. go on like First Ave, that area, there's a pocket there of people that pop up. You go into like the, um, the warehouse district, there's yeah. pockets. But like if you go to the east side of downtown there's on nobody. a Saturday night, it's just yeah. it's nothing. It's nothing. It's just apartments and nobody's there. Yeah. You know, it is nice to see uh, Boba Fett kind of employing the disenfranchised youths. Yeah. Apparently millennials are a thing on Tatooine as well. (laughs) They've been ravaged. by And the characters themselves, like if you grew up on this desert planet and you probably have like these boring conservative parents, traditionalists, they probably do want to revolt and go like complete like, you know, that's a thing that youth do so like it would make sense that they want to do like all these gadgets with themselves a, and, and that's even a concept modification that, it's like a tattoo really you that's know a, like, that's a concept that like i don't know i saw some people like ragging on it online it, the the concept itself is not that like bad of a concept it's like young people trying to augment their bodies with like droid parts yeah that's kind of cool. But also, like, let's just think ex- about it like, you you know, a girl goes and gets a tattoo yeah. on her face or something. It's like, execute oh. dad, you know? like the, the way that they executed it, I think, maybe is why some people, like, took issue with it. Because, like, 
so far the the uh the augmentations that we've seen are like not the most powerful we had the guy with the like spiky shoe yeah and the mechanical <laughs> shin <laughs> was like hitting and then the one guy has like a butane lighter yeah <laughs> that, like pops out of his sleeve it wasn't anything like too dramatic yeah i don't know it, it you know it's like also i'm just kind of curious like the Stephen Root character is interesting because obviously he was jacking up the prices. Like, how dangerous are they? I yeah. don't feel like that they're really that dangerous of this gang or anything no. like that. I didn't get that vibe from them. No, it seems like they're just like a a teenager gang who's like yeah. causing trouble but aren't really like, they're not a crime syndicate. No, they're just like doing little petty stuff. Yeah. And they probably hang out at the mall. And I'm those are the like... Those are the threats that really bug, like, small business owners. Oh, yeah. Like, small business owners, they don't give a shit about crime syndicates. It's, like, the teenage crew that, like, yeah. breaks a window or, like, scares people off from their yeah, loitering. They go in and steal some crunch bars, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, that's my $2 profit. <laughs> um, We got our frog puppet back, though. Yeah. The wart. Did you catch that? The wart. Yeah, in uh, Return of the Jedi, the like frog puppet that like uses its tongue to slurp up another. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called a wart. A wart. Okay. We also got a cool shot of a uh, brain spider guy. Yeah, the Bormir monks. I think we're probably gonna get something from them. It would be so cool to see that story built. It's out. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also think it's interesting that we keep getting clips of, uh, like just in his flashbacks of Camino. And like yeah. young Boba, and I'm wondering if how many episodes do we got left? Like three or four? Four. Like I'm wondering if we are gonna get any kind of like big flashback where we see Django mm-hmm. and Young Boba together. Yeah. Like where if Tamor Morrison is going to play Django again in like some kind of flashback. Sure. To Possible. Kind of build out that experience. I could see it. Um. Well, we we should probably talk. The, I mean, the Tuscans. Uh, you know, we t- the last episode, a lot of flashbacks to his Tuscan time. Yep. This episode, only one, and it's just the, um, those Nikto, I'm assuming, that's yep. who it was, right? The Nikto biker gang that he stole the bikes from, uh, went and just slaughtered that village. That's what we're to assume. To assume. Now, the, um, the, like, lead warrior Tuscan, the female Tuscan. Didn't seem to be among the bodies. No. I mean, we saw, like, the head tribesmen. We did not see her. We didn't. So, I didn't see the child either, like the little kid that he's been buddying up yeah. with. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like the kid and the lead female warrior are going to like, he's going to find them somewhere or something. Yeah. There's going to have to be a retribution of some kind here. Yeah. Um. And also, as we know, like from Mandalorian, he paid the toll or whatever with like binoculars, was it? Yeah. So we know that like kind of that system that Boba had introduced there with the pikes continued on so i'm yeah. assuming there's got to be something coming yeah. up yeah um i don't know i there better be like i i kind of hope for like more of like a 50 50 mix after a few episodes where it was really heavy on flashbacks yep. this one just completely like abandoned the flashbacks well it seems like it just inversed the ratio from last week yes because last week there was only like 15 minutes yeah of modern and then it was a flashback to tuscans for like 30 or 40 minutes something like that yeah this, this one, one it seems like the other too. way around. This was a shorter episode yeah. too. What would be interesting too is like because I'm assu- like I'm assuming that if the female warrior Tuscan did survive, 
I was assuming that Boba is going to like meet up with her in a flashback in a next episode, but it would be interesting if he like never meets up with her. But now that he's back on Tatooine in present day, they somehow cross paths. So like the first time he sees the female Tuscan warrior, it's like in modern day when he's trying to like put together sure. his crime syndicate. That could be cool. Yeah. Do you think he's going to go through this whole crime syndicate thing? I don't know. He doesn't seem to want to. No. <laughs> I just really feel like he just wants to hang out, man. Yeah. Like, I, I think he does want some position of authority, but I just don't think he's got it in him to be a crime lord. Yeah. Look at some of the crime lords, like Jabba, Dryden Voss, um, just the various ones that we've seen in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, Boba just doesn't. It doesn't the seem. The Pikes. Yeah. You know? He doesn't seem to have that, like, weird kind of ambition to, yeah. like, take over everything. He yeah. just seems to like want to kind of like do whatever he wants to and be yeah. left alone. Yeah, and it's just I don't know, any crime lord that we've run across is pretty heartless. And as we're learning about Boba here, he's he's not that. Yeah. Um I don't know, probably surviving in a, you know, the Sarlacc pit and screaming where probably and then the Tuscan fallout probably changes your views on life quite a yeah. bit. You well, know? I think I saw someone made the point that Boba is just trying to find a home. Like yeah. he's trying to find because he had Camino, which was the closest thing to yeah, a home. That's pretty telling and that of got the flashback taken away. It's Camino, and then yeah. the Tuscan village was kind of a pseudo home that he yep. had found, and that got taken away. So now he's just trying to like build a home for himself. Yeah. And I would love to see flashbacks with Bosk, um, and just kind of the other people that he yeah. ran with. Uh, I would love to see Oris. Yeah. I would love to see Aura sing. Um, maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, Cad Bane would be awesome. Yep. Cad Bane was never really in that group of bounty hunters. No. like he didn't, I'm sure he's interacted with them, but he was never on that team. Um, so I'm still holding out hope that we see that. I know Filoni directed episode six. Okay. So we'll see. Could see a heavy Clone Wars presence there. Um, but yeah, I mean, or Hondo. Yeah. Hondo would be cool. Hondo would be so awesome. Yeah. And they've already done like they've already done a live action Hondo at Galaxy's Edge. Yes, they did. Like he's a big presence there. Yeah. So Yeah, so I know, there's a lot of ways they could go with that. Um I guess one are you know, but I do want to see something with the Tuscans to give me like I don't think that's gonna be it. I don't think that's gonna be Oh it. no, no, no. If no, that's no. it, then that's really cheap. Yeah. And it's just it didn't really pay, you know, good homage to them. And like they're they're like the native people in these lands. So it was reminiscent of kind of like, well, the he, slaughter of Native Americans. Obviously, something happens because like when he pops up in Mandalorian, he's still in his Tuscan garb on Tatooine. Yeah. So like, but we don't really know how much time has passed. I know. But like. I think it's longer than just him in the next episode, like turning around and seeing Din on a speeder bike and like following him. Sure. Like, I think we're going to get some closure when it comes to the Tuscans and him kind of establishing an order and then overthrowing the pikes or like kicking them out. Yeah. I'm just saying, I don't think they're going to do that. I'm just saying if they did not revisit it and give us more, that was cheap. Also, who are you? Um, do oh. you know, you don't got to play it, but, okay. uh, the guy that's voicing the fancy fish. Oh, uh, 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 Philomar. Yeah. 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 Philomar. Yeah. Um, now, uh, 
Real quick, we did get black Kazakhstan. Um, <laughs> Should have just shot him in the face. Yeah, yeah. But I honestly think it was kind of like, there's no honor in that. Yeah. He wants to fight. He's a big Wookiee guy. Yeah. You know, one, Fennec, pretty slow to respond. No shit. I was like, where is Fennec? It was like the noise woke her up and she had to put all of her gear on yeah. before jumping into action. Um, Intentional? What? How she... How, how late she was to respond. I don't know. Maybe. I don't see her betraying Boba. I don't either. But that was really pokey. That yeah. was like noticeably pokey. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good thing that the, you know, the cyberpunks were there. <laughs> yep. Um, but I will say this, Gamgard's getting faster. Because <laughs> as we saw in chapter one, like as soon as all those uh, assassins surrounded him and Fennec, like we we're like, where are the Gamgards? It took them a while. They're getting like hosed down or something. Yep. But then, then they showed back up. This time they were some they were they were there a lot quicker. Yeah, still slower than the, than yeah. the cyberpunk crew, but and, yeah. And shout out to Boba for being like the injured gam guard. Don't get him in my I back. Know. God, I love. He's it. a man of the people. I loved it. <laughs> yep. God bless those gam guards. Um, Rancor, cool. Yep, that was cool stuff. He's got a new puppy. I'm sure someone was out there was mad because he pet it or something. And I guarantee we're gonna see that thing. Him riding that thing. Yeah, like. By the end of the season. Well, you know, it's the line like I've ridden larger beasts. Yeah. And it's the. And I immediately thought of that holiday special. Yeah. The holiday special. Where he, he's riding Nessie. <laughs> he rides uh, the things called a uh, uh, Pars Ixthidont. It's a Loch Ness monster. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. Is. It's like a, it's, it's a, a big dinosaur. It's, a, yeah, it's an aquatic brontosaurus. Yeah. Um, those were around back in the day. Yeah. Well, in the man. Oh, it's great. I wish, dude, I want to go back to dinosaur times. <laughs> How cool would it be to see a dinosaur? Do you think the aquatic ones, you know, I know they've realized now that they had probably had feathers. Do you think the aquatic ones had feathers? I don't know. Or do you think they're more just slimy guys? I think just slimy. Oh, they got the slime. Um, But like, and and Mandalorians are renowned for riding mythosaurs. Sure. Which is like Boba Fett's crest things. And those yeah. are like giant monsters. Too. Yeah. So yeah, that was cool. I like the black uh, Kazakhstan fight. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, it was a cool fight. Yeah. It was very interesting. And I like how the huts were just kind of like, no, nah, you can have them. I, I really do think the huts are backing off. I'll say that. I think the huts are done. They're like, nah, this ain't worth our time. Story wise, I think it makes sense for them to back off. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I don't like huts are devious. Yeah. They it's almost like they're playing a longer game here. Um, that being said, I do think we'll see Black Kazakhstan again. And oh, I yeah. think he will be teaming up with Boba Fett. I think so, yeah. I think you know, that kind of that look they share is like, you can go. Yeah. I think there's some respect developing there and they knew each other from the comics, yeah. so and that's canon comics, yep. so this is the same timeline. They've crossed paths before. Yeah, so um, that was cool. Um, now, you, you told me to pull this clip. Now, this is when he goes <laughs> to see the Pikes, um, and here we go. Let's just... So the Pikes Syndicate. <laughs> so I was, when I was take, I was watching the episode and taking notes, and I had like my eyes off the screen, and I just heard that, and the second I heard it, I was like, he just said, but Charles! Charles! Very good find. With the bike syndicate. <laughs> I have business with the pike syndicate. Hesitation. <laughs> it's so good. But Charles! <laughs> now he does say another like something after that, but we yeah, cut yeah, it yeah. because it just sounds so perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was fun. That was a great find. And I'm really interested to see where we go with the Pikes and the episode of the Clone Wars are going to record next. I know. Heavy Pike. It's very interesting how we like watch these two together. Yeah. They're all baked. They're all high as fuck. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they love their fucking drugs. Love that spice. Um, I don't know. I mean, there's, um, 
I, you know, like I said, not a big fan of the Vespas, but I don't care. Yeah, I just don't. The care. cool thing though, is and, I, and honestly, if it pisses the right people off, fucking drive them all you want. Oh I don't yeah, fucking care. Yep. It's get it's gonna get to the point the same deal with the like fire spray or slave one argument. Oh god. Where there I'm, was something that leaked that said something like, Yeah, we might call it the fire spray and like See, we told you so. But it's that's, like who cares? That's the name of the model of the that's ship. The model of the ship, yeah. Yes. It's a fire spray ship. So yeah. it's always been known as yeah. that. I mean, I you know, I the but way I stand at that is like I think renaming it is dumb. I don't think it's necessary. I don't, I don't think, think it's cares. an offensive name. No. Um, so I think it just on that level, it is dumb, but it's just kind of like at the same time, I don't fucking care. Yeah. But that's why the do point. you care about the some more of this people shit? complain about this biker gang? Yes. It's going to make me be like, give them their own series. Yes. Give them their own series. Give them their own series where they shoot Yoda in the fucking face with yeah. a laser. It's <laughs> going to rewrite it all. The, I don't care. The more people complain about it, the more it makes me want to yeah. give them power. Yeah. Have dude. Give me an episode where Luke shows up and, like, makes out with one of the guys in the biker game. Yeah. Like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> if it pisses the right people off, I'm all for it. I would love to see the one guy with the Zippo up his sleeve, like, block Luke's lightsaber with it. Yeah. And, like, just fans freak out. <laughs> <laughs> Start Luke on fire with the Zippo. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, I don't got much else to say about it. I think, you know, it was, it was an entertaining episode. I think there was some good stuff that we saw in there. The Rancor for one. Danny Trejo. Uh, yeah, we Danny Trejo. Danny was, Trejo. Yeah. Well, we mentioned him earlier. He, oh, he was a cool little, uh, he was a cool cameo. The Steven Root cameo was cool. Um, I thought the black Kazakhstan fight, even though he could have just opened and shot him in the face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what if he shot you in the face? What if he shot you in the face? <laughs> That's a risk we were willing to take. But I think that was a well done scene, and I liked it because that 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 is how I think a Wookiee assassin would do something. Oh yeah, you know he Definitely. would just beat the shit out of. He wouldn't try to fucking just while the guy was still half asleep shoot him in the face. So I and I thought that was a a good fight. It was a really good fight. And they didn't sell Boba short either, and he got some shots in. He was, and he was a good fighter. Kicked out of him. Yeah, he was completely surprised by the whole thing, but he still managed to like get some shots in, do some things. Um, he didn't even have his gear on. You know, so Boba came out of the fight looking good. Black Kazakhstan came out of the fight looking good. The other thing that they're doing too that I look forward to, like I hope more of these series do it, where it's not so heavy-handed that they're calling to other like series and stuff yeah but you're starting to see like when he goes into Moss Eisley Jawa's putting the stormtrooper helmets on spikes yeah. those were the same ones we saw in Mandalorian and then also in the background you see uh Amy Sedaris's character walking by with the pit droids Peely oh god what's her name I forget her name from Mandalorian Peely Mato yeah Peely Mato the yeah. ones with the pit droids it was a cool little cameo yeah and yeah. anyone there doesn't know Amy Sedaris she's a very very funny comedian yeah um her she brother strangers with candy strangers with candy she was the main character strangers with candy was an interesting show yeah um her, brother, her brother david, david Sedaris, Sedaris has yeah written a lot of books yep. has been on npr a lot yeah um so i don't know there's a lot of cool nuggets in this one um it wasn't the most mind-blowing episode i think last week's episode chapter two was the best yeah so far uh so this was a little step back for me i don't know i give it like a six and a half seven yeah i give it a seven yeah it's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you if you fucking hate it after three weeks, just do yourself a favor. Just stop. Yeah. I would just stop. Yeah. If I fucking hated something, I would, I would just probably not watch yeah, it. Yeah, with all of the Star Wars shows coming out, I don't know if I'm going to be able to, like, watch all of them. Like, they're coming out at such a, like, 
rate that I might get to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm not feeling this one. I might not watch this as they air. Like, right. so far, I'm watching everyone. You'll watch but, like, them all. But, like, yeah, I mean, if you got overlap of, like, three different But I'm just saying, if, I, if there's a Star Wars show that I'm looking forward to watching, and I watch a few episodes, and it's not hitting, I'm not going to have a problem being like, you know what, maybe this one isn't for me, and I'll just wait and maybe pick it back up later. Yeah. I'm not going to go online and complain <laughs> about it. Well, you saw the guy with the zippers, right? There's a guy with zippers? There was a guy who was like, okay... I think he might be like a production set nerd type, but he was complaining about the fact that somebody had a zipper on one of their jackets. He's like, this is a galaxy far, far away. We don't need zippers. And it's like Luke just like zipping up his jumpsuit in Empire Strikes Back as he's about to fucking escape Hoth. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, just fuck it. Just don't watch then. Yeah. I mean, God, if that's the kind of criticisms you have about a, a, a fucking movie of any kind, like, Oh, I didn't like his shoelaces. This is like this. This is like complaining about the weird stuff that you look in, like the uh, what's the the IMDb section where it's it's like just it's like oh uh you know uh Buzz was uh, in scene number one Buzz was wearing Lee Dungaree oh, dark right, blues right, right. and then in scene two Buzz was wearing Lee Dungarees but they were light blue or something. It's just like. They're even less minor than that. I mean, I it's actually just... like I enjoy. That's the thing. Like it's it's a it's Hollywood. Like I like movie production. Like I used to love those shows about like special effects. Yeah. Like make like making models and that type of thing. Seeing like the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Like not everything is going to be perfect. Yeah. And, like I saw someone pause. It like there was a still of the chase and someone paused. And you could see like. You could see behind one of the sets of the buildings, and it's all like just two by fours and like shit. So you could see that it's like built, but it's like that's something that I like. Like I like that aspect of it. Yeah, it's, a, it's not supposed to make you like mad that no, they didn't do exactly. a perfect job. But it's just like you go to like any of the Star Wars, you can find weird continuity things. Oh yeah, you know, like oh Luke had his lightsaber in his right hand here, but then it was in his left hand in the next shot. Yeah, on like, his speeder bike, his uh, yeah. gloved hand switches at one point. Yeah, just shit like that. And it's like, I don't know, maybe I'm an idiot, but I don't notice these things. No. I mean, if that's what you're looking for and you want to complain about is little things like that, just don't even watch. You're wasting your time. Go find something that you truly enjoy where you're not looking for things to hate. Yeah, that's all I got. You got anything else? No, I'm okay. just looking forward to the next one. Yeah. I will say, like, I I'm thoroughly enjoying the show. I'm so enjoying far. it a lot. I just think this was the weakest I, episode. I do think like I had more fun watching Bad Batch. And it, oh yeah, it might be just because like we were doing Clone Wars when Bad Batch came out. So like I don't know, but I also like the whole like fallout of Order yes. sixty six. Yes, like the whole season was like showing me an era that we don't know much about. So I quite enjoyed that. Um. That's not to say this isn't entertaining. It's oh, just, God, no. You know. By no means. I, yeah. I just think Order 66 is, you know, and everything that went into it and after it is yeah. some of the most interesting stuff in Star Wars. So whole series centered around that was pretty fucking cool. Yeah. But, no, I'm really looking forward to next week. I've been enjoying it. I think this was the weakest episode. That's okay. Yeah. It's all right. Look, so Looking forward to next week. So we'll just give it a couple sevens. Yeah. A couple, couple sevens. sevens and we'll see what they got in Chapter 4. Until then, but. Charles. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll give you one of these here, quick. But Charles, but Charles, <laughs> with the bike syndicate. But Charles, out of my way. Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, what the H? Okay. All right. So we will see you 
on Monday for the new clone cast. This will release probably sometime today. It's a Saturday. Yeah. So we see you Monday for the new clone cast. We'll be doing episode 119, which is going to be season six, episode 10, The Lost One. The Lost One. And these Jedi are dumb. <laughs> okay, so for Adam and Tom, thanks for joining us for a book of Boba Fett, a reasonable reaction to chapter three. I am Boba Fett. Boba, who did so you?